Welcome to Dark Corners with David Allen Boyles. Dark Corners is brought to you by Gestalt Media, an independent publishing company dedicated to serving independent authors. The Old Woman in the Woods by David Allen Boyles. Hello. Didn't mean to startle you. You didn't expect to meet anyone out here in these woods, I'd wager. I live by myself, not far from here. Always have for many, many years. I prefer to keep to myself. Have for quite a long time now. But you seem nice enough, and I've got a notion to warn you of something you obviously don't know about. Most folks don't travel this path anymore. Might be a good idea for you to know why. Mind if I tell you, we got a little while before the sun sets. All right, then. You might want to have a seat on that log yonder. This will take a little spell. Many stories are told of strange things that have happened in these woods. So many that it's hard to deny that they could be home to some frightening creatures not identified by all your fancy scientists and wildlife experts. You know, a recurring character in stories of many cultures is that of a monstrous, flesh-eaten old woman. Some of these creatures were said to have had snakes for hair, like Medusa in the old Greek myth. In some tales told by the Cherokee describe a cannibalistic old woman who lived under a tree. Locals in this area, too, have their own story of a horrible, shape-shifting creature, most often with the features of an old woman whom they believe is responsible for people and animals that go missing. They say that this very path leads to the lair of a female beast who lives under a tree, just like the creature in the Cherokee story. Among those tales is that of a man who got lost trying to return home one night as he walked through the woods. The clouds covered the sky, so it was exceptionally dark. He had walked this trail many times, but on this particular occasion, he happened to hear what he thought was a woman crying. He left the familiar trail without too much concern for himself since he knew the area quite well, and being a good-hearted soul, felt he should offer help if it was needed. Well, soon it became evident that helping this poor woman would not be easy. The crying was not consistent, but would occur at intervals. Just as he arrived at the spot where he thought the crying originated, it would have stopped. And when he called out, the crying would then continue from another site. But when he got to that new location, there would be silence again and no one there. The crying would resume shortly from another place, only to have stopped by the time he got to that spot. Before long, 
the traveler was completely turned around, and since he could not see the stars, he could not get his bearings whatsoever. Completely frustrated, he yelled out, Please, stay where you are. Don't move. That time, he heard a weak voice call out, Help me! Clearing his way through brambles and thorny bushes, he stumbled upon a trail which made the going easier. The muffled crying seemed constant and fairly close, so he followed the path, hoping that he would come upon the woman in need very soon. At one point, the path was covered by vines and branches that created a tunnel that he had to pass through. As he approached it, he noticed from the dim light of his oil lantern that there were gray patches of something showing through the leaves that formed the tunnel. When he held his lantern up to inspect them, he saw that they were skulls. Human skulls. Trying not to think about them, he pressed on and exited from the horrifying tunnel. The crying became softer, but closer. And then it stopped suddenly. He pushed on along the path, and just after it curved slightly, he saw a large shadowed area before him. Holding his lantern out at arm's length, he could see that it was a huge pit formed by the roots of a large oak tree that had fallen some time before. Under the massive root ball, there seemed to be a cave. Now how far it went down into the earth, he could not tell. And littered about the entrance to the cave lay more skulls. The rustle of leaves behind him caused him to pivot swiftly. Something had darted into the bushes so quickly that he could not tell what it was. Hello, he called out. Are you there? Are you injured? Another rustling. This time he wasn't sure where it was. The thin branches of the bushes to his right still swayed from whatever had passed through them. Next, he heard the scrambling of bare feet on dirt coming from the direction of the pit. He turned back and took a few steps closer, holding the lantern out over the slight incline leading to the cave. Hello, he called again. Are you there? A whimpering sound came from the cave, followed by a thin wail. Help me. The voice sounded frail and frightened. The woman sounded as if she were sick or hurt, but she also seemed very weak. Scrambling down the incline while holding the lantern in front of him, the man stepped cautiously towards the entrance of the cave. Even from a distance, a foul stench filled his nostrils. He paused a few steps from it, nervous as he peered into it, for he wondered what had made the noises nearby in the woods. Might they be coming from an animal that could hurt him? Was this its lair, and was that what had wounded this poor woman? Please help me. He stepped closer 
and crouched low to shine his light into the entrance to see if he could make out what might be within. And as he leaned in, he heard something move. And then he glimpsed a monstrous face which hissed horribly at him. The black eyes narrowed, and the yellow teeth were bared in a feral snarl. The face looked human, like that of an old woman, but the skin had a greenish tint. Moving about in its scalp were what appeared to be dozens of snakes. Whether they were tangled in her hair or were part of her scalp, he could not tell. The creature lunged at the man, but his fear made his senses sharp and his reactions quick. He jumped back out of its reach and quickly scrambled up the side of the pit, dropping his lantern as he did so. He ran back along the path he had just followed rather than having to fight the brambles and thorns in the thick underbrush, and he dared not risk a look behind him for fear that the move would slow him down, so instead he simply ran as fast as he could through the tunnel of skulls and on up the path. He did not hear footsteps behind him, yet he did not stop running for what seemed to be half a mile, until his foot caught on a root and he stumbled to the ground. Gasping for breath, he tried to calm himself as he lay there so that he might hear if he was being followed. Hearing nothing else, he scrambled off the path into the underbrush, where he could watch from the darkness to see if the creature was seeking him or not. The man tried to quiet his breathing as he waited, sure that even if he did, his racing heart would give his presence away. Just as he felt that it might be safe to step back onto that path, he heard the snap of a twig only a few feet away down the trail. He held his breath, and at that moment, the clouds parted enough to allow the light from the thin crescent moon to reveal the dim form of a crouching figure making its way slowly towards him on the trail. He held his breath as long as possible, only allowing himself the shallowest of breaths when he absolutely had to breathe. He wondered if her sense of smell was as acute as other creatures of the wild. Step by step, she crept along the path, turning her head as she went to catch the slightest sound. She passed slowly by the spot where he was hiding off the trail, and he prayed that the foliage around him was enough to hide him from her sight. To his relief, she passed him by. He watched her slow passage until he was out of sight, and then he waited for several minutes more. When he felt that he might safely try to escape, he crept out of his hiding place and walked as softly as possible down the path back towards the hellish cave, breaking into a run as soon as he thought it safe, and he did not plan to go as far as the cave. Once he reached the tunnel, he would back up and enter the woods where he had first discovered the trail. Following that plan proved successful. For once he left the trail, he could see by the dim light of the moon where the brush had been trampled in his previous search for the crying woman. He could not see his trail completely, but once he discovered a spot under a fallen tree that might provide some shelter, he waited there, listening for any signs of the hideous creature 
until the sun rose the next morning. In daylight, the man was eventually able to work his way back to familiar terrain. When he entered his cabin, he was puzzled why it was so quiet. Surely his wife and daughter had missed him when he hadn't come home the prior evening. His eyes widened when he saw bloody clothes on the floor leading into his daughter's bedroom, and he dashed into the bedroom he shared with his wife, only to find more blood on the walls and bed cover. The sound of a chair scraping across the wooden floor from the main room of their house caused him to rush out of their bedroom, but instead of his wife or daughter, there stood the monstrous old woman blocking his exit from the house. Blood dripped from her chin and hands. Bits of flesh and hair were caught in her yellowed teeth that now glistened with a crimson sheen. Her hair was a mass of writhing snakes with eyes that glowed in the dim morning light. With lightning speed she moved, embracing him in a hug which he did not fight. She pinned his arms to his sides as her jaws opened wide and then closed on his pulsing neck. With no survivors, you might well ask how anyone knew what had truly happened to this ill-fated family. Could they not have been attacked by wolves? Certainly that's possible. Much more probable than this wild creature I've described. You'd best be on your way since the sun is setting quickly now. It will be dark before you know it. But don't you give my story a second thought as you find your way back along the trail. Rest assured, I'm the only old woman who lives in these woods. There is no other. That concludes this episode of Dark Corners with David Allen Boyles. Music for Dark Corners was written and performed by Mombi Yulman and can be purchased at mombiyulman.bandcamp.com. For my latest projects, you can always find information at my official website, davidallenvoyles.com. And I invite all of you to join our Dark Corners Facebook group where you can find background information on posted stories, previews of upcoming stories, and all kinds of other dark content. Hope we meet again soon in the dark corners. <laughs>